Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome to Shane's Brilliant Podcast. It's me, Shay Clifford, and this is the 120th episode. Can you believe it, man? 120! That's, that's a technique that I use if I'm ever down in the dumps, but I'll give it, I'll give it to you now, right? If you're ever down in the dumps, like life is after throwing just buckets of shit right into your face, perhaps your wife has left you for the man in the cinema who sells popcorn, or your boss is after finding out that instead of doing any work for the last six years, you've been spending seven hours a day on boards.ie making um, heinous comments about immigrants. And he's going to fire you tomorrow and you know it and your life can't get much worse. Here's what you do to cheer yourself up. You do that silly darts voice. You stand in your kitchen and you go 180 and it won't fail but to bring joy into your life. Because everybody loves the darts 180 voice. Everybody. And it's just so stupid and fun. No matter what's going on in your life, it'll cheer you up. You know, even if you're in the doctor's office and he goes, listen, Stephen, it's bad news. It's terminal. Just stand up there in the middle of the doctor's office and go, 180! (laughs) And it'll just bring joy back into your life after hearing such cataclysmic news. And it might even bring the doctors, uh, joy into the doctor's life. You never know. So that's my tip if you ever want to cheer yourself up. But listen... Uh, can I ask you this? Do you ever think that a, a darts referee has ever gone 180 and then instantly gone, what the fuck am I doing with my life, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you ever think a darts referee has had an existential crisis? They must have. They're standing there and they went to college because they can do maths, because they can add up numbers. They probably know theoretical physics. And here they are, shouting out the number 120, 180 in a silly voice. And listen, who am I to talk? I've done 120 episodes of this. (laughs) So, you know, I'm having an existential crisis right now. But listen, welcome to the show. If you haven't been here before, what took you so long? Welcome aboard the Shane train. Destination. Cuba. That's right, Cuba, the great uh, island there off the coast of Florida. Castro and all the boys, Che Guevara. I remember I had a Che Guevara t-shirt when I was about 14, 15, thought I was class. And a fella that I know came up to me and goes, who's that? That's Che Guevara in your t-shirt. I said, yeah, it is, boy. Che Guevara, man. He goes, why? I bet you don't even fucking know anything about him. And I said, I fucking know everything about Che Guevara. And he went, oh, all right, fair enough. But I lied. I didn't clue. Hadn't a clue. Just thought it was a class t-shirt. It's like those girls that go around in Ramones t-shirts from Pennies. I was doing the Che Guevara thing of that. I had a fucking clue. I don't still don't really know what Che Guevara did. I know his middle name is Lynch, so he's Irish. Anyway, uh, that's the destination this week, Cuba. I had a friend who went to Cuba pre-Pando, and he went by himself. Now, whenever someone goes traveling by yourself or by themselves, it's usually a sign that they've had some sort of emotional collapse. And that's usually what happens. It's sort of an emotional collapse and you go traveling by yourself. I've done it. I went to Eastern Europe by myself when I was 24 uh, after a breakdown. And by God, if it wasn't the worst time in my entire life. Anyway, my friend went to Cuba 
Okay, and he wants to get authentic. I don't want to be authentic, you know what I mean, man? Yeah, I don't want no fucking uh, tourist shit, you know what I mean? I want to get fucking right, right in with the locals. Yeah. <laughs> and so what he did was he got on a donkey and he went with a Sherpa. Now, I think Sherpas are only in Nepal. But he went with a sh- uh, whatever the Cuban um, equivalent of a Sherpa is. And he rode through the Cuban wilderness. I don't know if there's any wilderness there, but he rode up a mountain and it took two or three days. I swear to God. Uh, and the, the reason he did it was he wanted to go into the real people and get Cuban cigars. Not none of those factory ones, boy. I want real hand-rolled ones. Do you know what I mean? So he uh, spent about $400 and he went to some villagers who gave him real authentic Cuban cigars, 10 of them, for like $400, two days on a donkey. Now, I'm sure it was uh, some sort of a tourist scam. (laughs) I'm sure the cunts that rolled them for him probably did buy them from the factory anyway. And there was probably a fucking main road around the back of the mountain or something. But anyway, that's beside the point. He acquired these precious, precious Cuban cigars. And he came home and he got like 10 cigars and he gave nine of them to his family, to his brothers and to his friends. I got one. So he had one left for himself. And he said, I'm going to use this for a special occasion. Maybe when I have a child or maybe when I lose my virginity. So he had it in a little Cuban box up in his mantelpiece. And one day he came in from work and he noticed there was a waft of smoke in his house. Thick smoke, thick Cuban cigar smoke. And he followed it with his nose like during the cartoons. And he went into his sitting room and there was his uh, nan smoking his cigar. Because she had no fags left. She ran out of fags. <laughs> she ran out of fags. Took his 400 euro fucking cigar. And smoked it. And she was going. This is fucking horrible. But that's nens for you. Nens are cheeky. Aren't they? Like they act all cute and old. And they have hats. And they have shawls on. And they're hunched over. And they give you a fiver. And they pinch your cheek. And. And then the second your back is turned, they're sucking back your Cuban cigar like they're Tony Soprano. Like, they, they know what they're up to. You know? <laughs> you think your nan is harmless? She's not harmless. Old women are so sweet, but if there's one thing I learned from 10 years, 10 hard, long years of retail management, it's never, ever trust a granny. Not with your life. They're the biggest robbers in the game. I swear to God. Joe that fella, the general, uh, Martin, what's his name? Clunes. Is that his name? From two men and a, two angry men. What's that called? I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know what I'm talking about. Nans. Fucking hell. They'd steal. I swear to God. They used to come into the shop with their shawl and their old woman trolleys. Hello, little boy. Can you get me a marmite? And they act all frail. And nine times out of ten, you can be guaranteed... They've got more contraband on their body than Tony Soprano. They are fucking desperate. So never trust a nan. <laughs> um, but anyway, welcome to the show. And listen, I got a call from a celebrity. 
You never okay, one of my celebrity listeners, Johnny Hare, this call came in Monday. Listen. Hey Shane, this is Al Pacino. I'm here on the set of Scarface. Not Scarface, Scarface. It's about a man who is really good at making scarves. He's a Scarface. And we here on the set love your podcast. Keep it going, my friend. Al. Wow, Al, Al Pacino there. Fantastic. That That's great, man. You know, when people like Al Pacino are listening to you, you know you're not, you can't be wrong. Anyway, how are you all doing? How has your summer been? We've had two days of summer. It's a record here in Ireland. We've never had two days of heat before. I like how in Ireland, when we got two days of sun, we call it a heat wave. I'm not sure if that counts as a wave, but that's what we call it. In America, in like California, when they have a heat wave, it means, you know, no rain for four months and people will perish. But over here, a heat wave is, uh, you know, two days, you're going to have to eat salad for two days. <laughs> That's about the extent of it. Um, but it is too hot. Let's face it. Come on. We're not built for this. I'm not built for this. You might be built for it, but you're not. We're Irish. This is unnatural to us. This heat and this fucking apartment I live in, it's like living in an oven. Whatever it is with the windows, the small size of it, you start, you're actually baking inside in the apartment. I feel like a fucking rotisserie chicken. Um, and my, I'm so sweaty because I got, I'm on these pills as well. I, the side, main side effect for me, apart from being alive still, that's the best side effect. But apart from that, the other side effect is the sweat that pumps out of my body. I saw a video of myself doing stand-up the last day. And it was like looking at the last days of Elvis Presley. Not even the last days. Elvis Presley post-death. That's what I looked like. Just bloated head and sweat pouring down me. I had sweat patches on stage. Big, giant sweat patches. <sighs> Like I'm, I'm so sweaty in these in this heat that the pits of my shirts that I'm wearing are pre-soaking themselves before they even go on my body in anticipation of touching my body. My pits are wetter than the seats of a Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> and then I walk out yesterday and I see a fella walking towards me up an alley. All right, don't ask me what I was doing in the alley. It's none of your business. He was walking up towards me and he's got no top on. Okay, I'm there with fucking sleeve down to my wrists. <laughs> I don't leave any part of my body apart from my fucking face and my ankles out into the open. No part shall be seen. Okay, I'm not comfortable with nudity. Listen, when I make love to my fiance, I turn off the lights. You know, we have to, we have to fucking feel our way <laughs> towards each other. She's like, Shane, that's the, that. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's so good. She's like, Shane, that's a pillow. That's a pillow. <laughs> you might think, hey, Shane, that's weird that you're uh, having sex with pillows. But I'm telling you this, my friends, my listeners of this podcast. There isn't a man listening to this tonight, this morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, who has not made love to a pillow once or twice in his life. It's just a natural thing that happens especially during those lonely pubescent nights <laughs> when you're just starting to feel things, you know, and the pillow's right there. 
The pillow is right there. You know, we've all had sex with a couch in our day. Come on, admit it. The guy walks up towards me, top off in the sun. Obviously, he's showing off his muscles and shit. But what I noticed, and it just occurred to me, every fella that does that, none of them are ever in a good mood. All right, there's no fella walking around with his top off in the sun that looks like he's enjoying himself. They always have the biggest fucking scowls on their face. Like they've just heard that, you know, uh, fucking uh, Pat the Baker ain't making bread anymore. You know what I mean? And they're fucking in the bad form over that. And they're walking up through the town raging and they're taking their top off. I thought that any occasion where you take your top off is sort of party time. I thought you're supposed to be having fun, lads. What's the point in taking off your top if you're not having fun? Walking up through the town scowling like a fucking uh, leopard. I don't know if a leopard scowls, but that's the word that came to my brain. You feel like going, hey, cheer up, man. You know, <laughs> could be worse. You could have no pants on. Or maybe he's pissed off because he he didn't mean to take off his top. He lost it. I don't know, but they should fucking cheer. Look, if you... Uh, is it that they want to be tough? Yeah, man, I walk around my top off. I'm tough. Taking off your top in public is not tough. It's stupid. In my opinion. Okay? Walking through a city... With your top off. What are you... This is a civilization we live in, let's. This is a fucking... I don't want to say it like I'm the Joker or one of those cunts. But this is a society. In ancient Rome, if you walked around with your top off, you'd get fucking 40 lashes. I don't know if that's true either, but I would imagine so. And when I become president of Ireland, when I get voted by you, my listeners, to be the president of this country, one of the things I'm banning is walking around with your tops off in the sun unless you're smiling smile <laughs> that's one of the rules i'm going to make if you're walking around with your top off you better be fucking enjoying it you better be having fun because i don't want to have to see your stupid abs and your stupid tattoos and then have to look at your fucking face and you're scowling at me if i look at your body and then i look at your face and you're smiling at me i'm like all right listen i'll give him the benefit of a doubt He's just an idiot. But if you're scowling at me, I'm like, God, he's a dangerous idiot. Would it kill him to fucking smile? Like, you never see a muscly, right, topless fella walking around through the town eating a 99. Do you? No. Or eating a Tangle Twister. You never see it. They're too busy looking, trying to be cool. But you're, the second you take off your top, you're not cool anymore. Okay. And the next time I see a scowling fucker with his top off in the sun, I, I'm tickling the cunt. I'm going, <laughs> I'm making that cunt laugh. I'm going right in there into the pits and the neck, giving him the coochie coos. Then we'll see who's scowling. But it is hot. Um, I, I, I'm not good with heat. I remember uh, the heat in Thailand. Me and Kira, my fiance, went to Thailand, and it's almost nine years now. Jesus. Ain't it funny how time slips away? And if you want to know how hot it is in Thailand, this is how hot it is in Thailand. You could genuinely piss your pants in the middle of Bangkok and walk around and four minutes later, no one would know the difference. Dry as a bone. 
drier than the seats of a Daniel O'Donnell concert from the evaporation from the heat. Swear to God. I remember I would walk out with, and I would just instantly sweat because of the heat. Two minutes later, no sweat. It's all gone from my clothes. And I swear you could do it with urine in your pants. Now, uh, I did try it with shitting in my pants, but that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work when I, sh- I shat in my pants to see if it would, the sun would evaporate, but it didn't. just kind of stayed there. And people were like, hey man, did you shit in your pants? I was like, yeah, but it was for science. Um, I won't go into the details of how I shat myself in Asia. I've told you that before. But just a tip I would give you is this. Never eat anything you see down in the docks in Bangkok that has the label meat. Anonymous meat. (laughs) Not chicken, not fish, not beef, just meat. Because that's what I did. And then I ended up in hospital with constipation, diarrhea at the same time, which sounds impossible. (laughs) Sounds like an omni, what's it called? An omni-moron. An oxymoron. When you're doing two... Op- That's what I was doing. My arse became an oxymoron. I was shitting and had diarrhea at the same time. I don't know how it's happened. It was a medical science. They were bringing me into fucking the... The this top scientists of Bangkok were coming in. Studying me. They were perplexed by my hole. <laughs> my arse was a paradox. How can it go shitting and not shitting at the same time? They call it Clifford Syndrome. I hope you never get it. I just... <laughs> Me, or so I've told you before, we were in a bus crash, right? A bad bus crash in Laos. And Kira hurt her elbow. And we went over the border back into Thailand because Thailand has better doctors and medical care. And Kira wanted to get her shoulder looked at. So we came back into Thailand and it was kind of a more rural area. It wasn't like this. It was called Uban Ratchitani. So it was like way out east. And we went into a doctor's clinic and this fucking doctor in this place, man, he has it made. You couldn't believe this. We went there and we're like, can we see a doctor? You know, my shoulder is sore. And we went in and she was like, the doctor will see you now. And it was all these beautiful nurses, about six or seven beautiful Thai nurses. They were like, yes, the doctor will see you. Went in to the doctor's office. The doctor's sitting behind the, uh, desk he stands up he's wearing a leather jacket he's a young fella right he was surrounded by beautiful nurses he's wearing a leather jacket he's got rings on all his fingers <laughs> he was fucking living the dream man and all the nurses loved him slicked back hair jeans leather jacket leather shoes he had a fucking like Porsche car keys on his desk can't look like James Dean pre-crash that's the life, man. That's what you want to be. A leather jacket wearing doctor surrounded by nurses in rural Thailand. You know? I don't even know if he was a doctor. Because he just looked at Kira's shoulder and was like, I, I don't know why you why you came to me. <laughs> I'm just a leather jacket. I'm the only guy in town with a leather jacket. That's why I, I'm here with all these ladies. Maybe that's what it was. Hey, I'm the only guy in this rural area that has a leather jacket and rings. That's why, that's why I live. I, I get to have an office and surrounded by nurses. But I'll never forget that guy, even though he didn't help us at all. Oh, do you know what they used to do in Thailand? Give you a lot of pills, and we never knew what they were for. Here, just a big bag of fucking downers. Take them. 
That'll fix your shoulder. Hey, I have, a, I have a broken knee. Here, here's 14 packets of Xanax. That'll fix it. Good times. But anyway, uh, the point is, don't eat fucking dirty meat uh, or you'll shit your pants. Is that what the point I was making? <laughs> and when I bought it at the docks, which you should never buy meat at, the lady behind the counter just laughed. <laughs> and uh, then she disappeared in a puff of smoke. And then another time we were over there, this is how hot it was. We went to this island off the coast of, oh no, we went to this beach, Rayleigh Beach, where they have a fucking cave on it. And I'm not making this up. Full of statues of erect uh, peni. I think that's how you say penises in uh, plural. Erect peni. Full of them. Look it up on the Google. And we got a boat there. That's not why we went there. I didn't want to see a cave full of dicks. We just got there because it's supposed to be lovely. And it is lovely. But imagine the reason that I actually wanted to go <laughs> was to see the cave of dick statues. I would have to sort of feel my work my way into it. You know, I can't just go to Kira. Hey, Kira. <laughs> There's this cave of dicks in Thailand. Ha <laughs> ha. It's so stupid. Who would ever want to go to that? Like, ha <laughs> ha. Would you ever want to go to that? Would you? No? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then the day of, we're there on the island. Oh my God, look here, eh? Look. <laughs> what are the chances we're actually on the island with the dick? Well, come here, we might as well have a look at it now. I'm going to, you don't want to come? Or uh, I'll go and have a look myself. I think it was a fertility ritual site. That's what it was for, you know, like an ancient fertility thing. But... It must have been cursed because I went in there and touched the holy dicks and I haven't had an erection since. And when we arrived at Penis Cove on Rayleigh Beach, which is what it's called. Um, not, it's not actually called Penis <laughs> Cove. It's called Rayleigh Beach and it's a beautiful place if you've ever been there. One of the most beautiful. It's like paradise on earth. Uh, and it's where they filmed the film The Beach, that terrible movie. But I put on sunscreen because it was like 700 degrees. And Kira put on sunscreen or cream. They call it sunscreen in America. We call it some cream. Put on some cream. Factor 50 or whatever. And I went out swimming and I can't swim. I went out just, you know, doggy paddling. And that's embarrassing when you fucking four year olds fucking swimming past you in the beach uh, in Cambodia or wherever we were. And I'm fucking doggy paddling. And I'm 40 years old. So I come back out of the water and Kira, she doesn't know. We're from Ireland. We don't know how sun cream works. I mean, we can't just say I'm from... I'm sure there are Irish people in us. <laughs> That's a stupid... Thing. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, we're from Ireland, man. We don't know how sunscreen works. It was just me and Kira. It's not an Irish thing. It's just me and Kira being fucking idiots. So I came out of the water and I goes to Kira. Hey, you know, I, I was in the water, but do I have to put on the sunscreen again? You know? She was like, nah. <laughs> she goes, no, no, it's waterproof. So I was like, all right, you're smarter than me. I'll take your word for that. Anyway, uh, got back to the mainland. And by fuck if the we realized what a mistake we had made. Uh, my shoulders were covered in tiny little fucking piss, pustules, is that what they call them? F full of pus from the fucking heat. And I got a bad, I had to carry bags and stuff on the shoulders. It was horrible sunburn. But that wasn't, Kira's fucking face swelled up. Swelled up, man, to Quasimodo. She looked like <laughs> her whole, f like from her one eye to the other eye, 
Joe, the bridge of your nose, the bridge of her nose disappeared. It was just straight across. She looked like Eric Stoltz in the film Mask with Cher. Her face, <laughs> her face turned into Eric Stoltz and she was going, Shane, do I look all right though? I know it's bad, but do I? I was going, Carrie, it's fucking lovely, man. It's lovely. You look fine. Don't worry about it. And being in the back of my head, I was going, Jesus Christ. I hope the fuck that she's not stuck like that. <laughs> um, so always the point is don't fuck. If you go into the water, put the fucking sun cream on again. Because, you know, you'll end up married to Eric Stoltz. Nobody wants that. Here, did you see this Hunter Biden stuff? So Hunter Biden is the 51-year-old son of uh, Joe Biden, the president of the United States. Stakes. And he brought his... La- this is the story, right? He brought his laptop in for repairs to some place. And he forgot that he had over 600 videos on it of him smoking crack and having sex with lots of escorts. Which is something you should never do. All right? Never bring your fucking computer in to a computer repair shop if you have videos on there 600 videos of you doing crimes <laughs> right that's just basic criminal 101 one of my father's first pieces of wisdom that he ever gave me um was shane said he whatever you do in this life remember this never leave over 600 videos of yourself smoking crack with your with escorts on your laptop when you're bringing it in for repairs especially if your father is the president of America. That's what my dad said to me. So maybe Hunter didn't get that. But I watched the videos. Well, I didn't watch all of them, but they're on Twitter. I clicked a hashtag and had a look at one. And, you know, it's pretty much what it says in the tin. It's the son of the president smoking crack and, you know, being with a lot of naked ladies. And as a stupid man with a stupid brain of a man, the first thing you think when you see the videos is... <sighs> lucky bastard <laughs> and that's fucking I mean obviously the guy is in a lot of uh, psychological and spiritual emotional pain but still the first thought you get is jeez fucking lucky bastard man fucking lucky cunt <laughs> so stupid and it reminds me of something that happened to me not the crack alright not the crack my father set me down he said Shane I have one thing to tell you and that is crack is whack so ever since that I've stayed crack free <laughs> but um no one time i my phone was broken or something i don't know what it was or I, I couldn't put credit on it or something this is maybe 10 years ago or more went into the vodafone shop i says to them hey my phone ain't working will you fix it they said we'll try so they said uh, we need to log into your my vodafone you know the it's like your online vodafone account i says grand so they said, what's your password? Will you put in your password there? So I put in my password for him, gave him back the computer. And he goes, I think, um, this is when he got into my account. I think that um, someone might have hacked your account because they've put in your name as this. And I turned it around. He turned it around. And it, my account name on my account was, uh, like my details was filled in as, Mr. Big Balls. Mr. Big Balls. And of course I put that in myself. I mean, (laughs) 
That's what I did when I set up my Vodafone account by myself in my house. I said, wouldn't it be hilarious as a private joke for myself if I made my name Mr. Big Balls? And never thought that I would ever have to divulge that information to a customer servant. You know, never thought that I would have to admit that, yes, that's Mr. Big Balls is me. And of course, I went bright red. I went pluse. Is that the word? Puce? And blushed. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I, he must have known that nobody fucking hacked my account. He must have known that I knew that he knew that he, I knew that I fucking wrote Mr. Big Balls. And the two of us went through this fucking charade. Me and the sales fella, the customer service guy, of pretending that we didn't know the truth. When we did, I'm Mr. Big Balls and I did it myself. <laughs> so we played this game. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how that got there. Jeez, I wonder who did that. Maybe it was one of your friends, miss. Maybe it was one of my friends, actually. I mean, that's not right, though, is it? You know, that's not right. No, no, they shouldn't. You shouldn't give anyone access to your account. Mr. Big Balls. <laughs> so ever since then, I just put my name in as uh, Mr. Balls. Because there's no point fucking exaggerating. No, I put my name in as uh, Shane, of course. So that's just a tip for you, just in case. Because there's probably some of you listening to this and you have your name down as something stupid, Johnny Longschlong or something like that, or Mary Thundertits or something, you know, and just be vigilant. You'll end up like Hunter Biden and me. Uh, if they found my laptop now, it wouldn't be that embarrassing. It would be, uh, it wouldn't be any crack. I'll tell you that. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be any crack cocaine. It would be pic videos of me playing my guitar, which is actually a lot more embarrassing now that I think about it <laughs> than fucking doing crack with um, beautiful women. You know, me singing, Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world? On my guitar in my sitting room at two o'clock in the day with my top off because of the heat. That's what I was doing. I blew up. My, my voice is kind of sore because I was singing fucking charity rich country songs. Most beautiful girl in the world the last day. And I was belting it out, boys. And if they if that my laptop breaks, that video is on it of me singing that song. And that's way more embarrassing than what's on Hunter But like you should I mean, if you've got a strong stomach for you know look up the I mean you can find a Hunter Bite. If you're a fucking nosy cunt like me. I'm one of the nosiest bastards of all time. You know, I it's it's my big flaw. I love to fucking know what's going on. But, you know, we hope that Hunter Biden can get the help he needs, you know. Well, that's not it's not gonna bode well for his father's re election. But I think his father hasn't even a clue what's going on, because Joe I mean, listen, the Democrats in America are just they they're unlucky because they always get caught. Clinton got caught. Biden's son got caught. Teddy Kennedy got caught. John Kennedy got his head blown off. Whereas the Republicans, they, they, they're more, they're obviously evil. We, everyone knows that. They even know that themselves. But they just don't, <laughs> they don't get caught doing evil stuff. Um, I mean, how many Republicans eat children and stuff and have lizards? Aren't they? And they're all lizards. 
That's what I heard. But, um, you know, God bless him. And because um, Joe Biden, like sometimes if you've seen videos of him, it's like geez, he does, he's like getting flashbacks to Vietnam. He wasn't. I don't even know if he was there. He's still getting flashbacks. He just looks confused. It's that, you know, I don't know. And there's no scandals like that's a fucking scandal. There's no scandals like that in Irish politics. It's so boring. Fellas walking around with brown paper bags full of fucking money. <laughs> oh, zoning. Oh, he zoned a land that was supposed to be for farming and he zoned it for fucking residential. Give us the crack. Give us the hardcore drugs, hardcore sex. Okay? Jazz it up a bit, then I'll vote. <laughs> give me give me votable scandals, you cunts. Here, do you know what I was thinking? Do you know what's a stupid phrase? Because I heard this the last day. And it's a, it's a very common phrase. And it's someone going, do you know, if you hear about someone, uh, about someone they hate, they'll go, I wouldn't piss on him. I wouldn't piss on him by, if he was on fire. All right. And that's supposed to be like an insult. You know, even if he was on fire, I would not piss on him. Well, imagine you were on fire. All right. In the street, ah, some cunt let you on fire, just flames up your body. And some fella runs over and starts pissing on you. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, you fucker? How does that help? What are you doing, you bollocks? Get some water, get some help, bring the guards. Why are you pissing on me? <laughs> My fucking face is melting and you're pissing on me. This is not the time to piss on me. You know, there's a lot more fucking things you can do. <laughs> pissing on some pissing on someone when they're on fire I think is probably one of the you know least helpful <laughs> I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire oh thanks man what would you do would you ring the ambulance or the fire brigade or throw a bucket of water over me oh and by the way just cause I'm from Kerry I suppose I should mention the old game the old football match hop the bios Honda Bios! <laughs> Hop on it! Um, <laughs> I actually didn't even fucking watch the game. I was dying of a hangover in bed. I went for a nap while the match was on. I was offered even tickets. I didn't even take them. I was like, no, man. I could not give two shits. I gave one shit, but two is a step too far. And I went to bed because I was drunk the night before. Because I met Kira's nan and we drank a bottle of wine. And uh, uh, I don't want to go into that story. The story of me and Kira's nan drinking wine till four o'clock in the morning. Because, you know, I'm trying to keep a cool image to uh, for the kids so that they listen to this. They don't want to listen to some guy who drinks wine with nans and then is sick the next day. While the nan doesn't have his fucking stir taken out of her. You don't trust the nan. I'm telling you. <laughs> she was fucking oiling me up so that I would try and fuck me up to fuck my Sunday up. Nans are conniving, I'll tell you that. But I was drinking, I drank a bottle of wine with Kira's Nan on Saturday night and I drank some cans of Scraggy Bay and uh, I was fucked and I didn't watch the match because like, I couldn't give a fuck anyway. So what difference does it make? But, you know, I'm still happy we beat Dublin, you know. Um, fair play to the boys 
Hair. I know a lot of this is big with the GA. This is this <laughs> this podcast is you know, the two Johnnies, so the way they're big with the GAA. This podcast is just as big. So I just want to give a shout out to all the GAA listeners, all the footballers, <laughs> and all you lads. Thanks for listening. And you know, uh, better look, look next year, Dublin. You'll fucking need it, boys. <laughs> okay, so before I go, I better do a quick Shane's Reviews. So this is going to be a quick one this week. This segment is already running out of steam. No, I'll I'll do it properly next week. But this week I just ran out of time. So I said I'd do an album that I haven't heard before. And this is probably going to upset a lot of you. It's apparently it's a a seminal album. Um, That's what they call it. A seminal album. as an actress said to a bishop, that's what she said. Seminal album. Oh, seminal fluid. You get you got spunk all over my album. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. All right. Uh, sorry. Let's move on. The album is Led Zeppelin 4. That's my impression of a Led Zeppelin song. And uh, I am not a, a fan of Led Zeppelin. Not that I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan either you know i just have no concept of them really beyond bits i've heard in movies and i never got into them because they just looked like cunts all right um you'll have to even fans of led zeppelin i know some of you are shaking your heads now going jesus christ don't say anything bad about this album i will come find you and i will strangle you to death you know uh but listen i'm gonna give my honest take i uh, never liked them because I was like, look at that fucking prick about Robert Plant and you know, with his stupid hair. All right. That was my, <laughs> that's how I, that's how deep I go into music. Look at that guy's stupid hair. And so, um, I was probably all also turned off by the fact that it's sort of proto heavy metal or it's the first heavy metal kind of, I could be off there. One of the top, one of the originators, maybe Black Sabbath or something's before it. But I was always like, uh, heavy metal is just not for me. All right. Last time I said that heavy metal was the worst music ever made, I got a bunch of fellas sending me emails telling me that they wanted to kill me. So listen, heavy metal's all right, okay? I'm heavy metal. I'm winking while I say this. Heavy metal is great. I'm winking and I'm crossing my fingers. I love heavy metal. So anyway, this album is their fourth album and apparently it's their best album. So I said I'd pick that one, listen to it the whole way through and see what I think. Some of you probably turned off because you're like, I don't want to hear about Led Zeppelin. And I wouldn't blame you. All right, so that's my prejudices out of the way. So I'm going to go through it uh, by... I'm going to pick out a few of the songs and talk about them. First song on the album, Black Dog. I will say this. What a riff. What a riff, okay? Fucking heavy. Uh, You know... I can't even remember the riff. The fucking drums, the bass, the guitar, all beautiful. Fucking uh, love it. Couldn't be better. I'd love to see that live. I would imagine it would be an awesome experience. Hate his voice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't like his voice. (laughs) That doesn't sound like anything like it, but you know what I mean. I just just don't like it. But this song was such a good track that I kind of got over it. You can kind of put it to the back and just get on with it. 
and just focus on the rhythm section and it was really good okay and then the next song was a song called rock and roll and i knew that song as well i knew the riff and i knew the thing but it's more of the same great fucking rhythm section great drummer great fucking bass player amazing bass player and obviously great guitarist singing again it's just i don't know then we went on to the song called the battle of evermore and this was this is to me or after two great songs this is to me what i would imagined led zeppelin were it was mandolins mystical english aren't we British we are so mystical out in the woods we're minstrels aren't we yes we are (laughs) you know all that kind of shit fucking flutes and stuff and I looked up what are the lyrics the song is about the Lord of the Rings you know what I mean flutes fucking mandolins didn't he wear medieval no that wasn't for me I'm afraid next album was called uh, or the next song was called Stairway to Heaven. Now, of course, I've heard Stairway to Heaven. And I have a prejudice against Stairway to Heaven. I'll tell you why. I used to go into guitar shops as a 16-year-old. I've been playing guitar for four years. I'd sit down. I'd show the guitar man, the shop guy. Hey, look, I can go from C to A minor. He'd go, that's great, Shane. Tap me on it, slap in the head. Tap in the head and give me a lollipop. Then I'd turn around and I'd see a fucking eight-year-old playing Stairway to Heaven. And I'd feel like shit. It's like seeing a kid swimming in Rayleigh Beach. Make me feel bad about myself. So I hated that fucking riff. But I listened to the song. And it's, it's, it's fucking, it's great. Okay? It's great. It's a great uh, song. I mean, that's not, fuck. It starts off slow, then there's like three sections and it ends really heavy. I like the heavy bits more than I like to fucking wear medieval minstrels shit. But I loved it. It's Stairway to Heaven. What can you say? Just don't let your fucking children play it in guitar shops because you might hurt feelings of inept cunts like me. And then there was a song called Misty Mountain Hop. And this was the best song so far on the album. And I stopped taking down notes after that because I got bored of it. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's the review. I can't even remember Misty Mountain Hop. I'll, I'll tell you this. A lot of the songs kind of sounded the same to me and I can't remember much of them. But overall, it was an album that I might throw on again once more. And so this is probably the first review where I'm not absolutely slating something. Uh, it's a very bad review, really, because there's no depth to it at all. The only thing I know about Led Zeppelin is the shark story which I'm not going to go into here. This is a children's podcast. It's a family podcast. You all know where to look if you want to figure out this shark story. Georgie. Sorry, Georgie was walking across my laptop. Um, You know, they had sex with a lady with a shark. We all know that that story. We don't want to hear it again. Uh, So what would I give uh, Led Zeppelin for? I think I would give it Seven out of ten. And that's Led Zeppelin 4. That's Shane's reviews this week. Shane reviews things never- oh yeah, before I go, next week's Shane's reviews is gonna be Mad Max 2. It's Shane's reviews. Now before I go, I must say again, please buy tickets to my show. 
if you want to come but fucking buy them will you I'm on my, I'm, listen I'm on my knees man <laughs> I'm a fucking on my knees I'm like um, old Gil in uh, I'm like Jack Lemon in Glengarry Glen Ross or old Gil in the Simpsons go oh, do it for old Shane will you <laughs> so buy tickets to that it's a link at brilliant or brilliantshane.com uh, follow me in all the channels and sign up to the Patreon if you'd like to keep the show going. Patreon.com forward slash Shane's Brilliant Podcast. It's a five or a month. You can unsubscribe anytime you like. And that's the end of the fucking show. I'm going to bed. God bless you all. And thanks for listening. 120 episodes. Sweet Maroon. <whistles> all right. Good night and God bless. Cheers. Nice one. Thanks. And of course, Hobnob. <laughs> <laughs>